Ready. Set. Gamecast. Welcome to Ready, Set, Gamecast, a bi-weekly podcast about video games and the destruction of the process of daylight savings time. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by the keeper of the time keys, Matt. Hey, Bryce. Uh, how'd you feel about losing an hour of sleep? Okay, here's the thing about it. So, do you know how daylight savings time works? Uh, I mean, generally sure not like how it affects the calendar or whatever you know but just yes did okay here's the question did it just start or did it just end oh okay okay yeah did we turn the lights on or off yeah are we saving time now or are we done saving time i'd say we are not saving time because the days are getting longer okay you are actually incorrect we have just entered daylight savings time huh yeah it's it makes no goddamn sense it would. It, this is the time that we have plenty of daylight, and we don't right. need to save it, but this is when we've entered it. But here's the thing about it. I believe that we should stop the process of daylight sa- savings time, because I was originally going to say the destruction of daylight savings time. I want us to stay in it. I want us to live in this time all the time, because I think we should always be this hour ahead. We should never... The one we just left. No, no, the one we just entered. Oh, we are now. Oh, I thought you just said we are saving. No, we're not saving. Right? Logically, in my mind, it made sense. Okay, we we have just we have just entered daylight savings time. Mm. So we're saving time, which made the the days longer now. Yes. Um, and I think the days should always be longer, especially in the winter when I think we most need the days to be longer. Yes. Okay, I generally agree with that. Yeah, I hate when it's four o'clock in the afternoon and it's like oh uh it's pitch black it could be midnight i don't know if anything if if anything we do the reverse where the days are longer in winter and the days are shorter in summer like i have no idea how this they decide on this series of events i know it was started in germany during world war one or two one of them uh, to just one of one of those yep yeah, one they're they're all kind of the same thing and to save coal or electricity to save energy and that's okay. that's, that's, that's how it started and why we still do it i have no idea huh because they don't know how to stop they don't know they turn the they turn the clocks they said you're doing this and they don't know where the clock clock master is and how to make him stop it in your time zone are you further east or west i'm west of you well i know you're west of me i'm in i know that we are in different time zones but Uh, like i'm in massachusetts and massachusetts is fairly far east as far as the u.s goes the the time zone switches about like i can drive about three four hours west of here and then the time switches okay so i don't know how far east i would have to go probably quite a bit because i've been five five hours east and still been in central time okay i don't know where it switches from there I think it switches along the Ohio border, right? From east to central. Pro- but I'm not, I, no idea. I'm not sure. No idea. But never never did that one. Uh, I mean, I've I've done it on a plane, but yeah. at that point, 
who cares right but it's it's weird because i feel like the time especially with like like we're saying when daylight savings is off and it's winter it actually gets darker i mean generally because i'm further east in the time zone yeah it's always going to be darker earlier anyway so it's like ridiculous (laughs) when it's winter yeah i it would be it would be nice to be just along the east side of the border of the time zone because you'd be kind of in this like the west side yeah yeah well yeah the west side just before it changes and also like man living imagine like they're living right next to that border would be so weird like imagine living on the west side of the border yeah and, and i working, thought about that too working on the east yeah you're just all over the place i imagine i don't know to some degree it's like if there's a major metropolitan area they must just choose one and like even the surrounding towns even if they would be it's just like a weird cutout in the time zone because of that yeah but i don't know how that works I'm not close enough to that. But uh, I I say we we stay in daylight savings time all year round so that we can yes. play more video games like Matt has been doing. Yeah. Um. So actually, no, I forgot. Oh, okay. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot which order we're doing this because you actually wow. have, you have a whole thing to do. Usually, usually I'm the one who ends um, because I'm the host. But uh, mm, you've got clean up. Yeah, you've got you've got stuff to say. Uh, I've just been playing Stardew um, because I know I'm about to lose my girlfriend to the <laughs> Animal Crossing. So end of, end of sentence. Just I know I'm about to lose my girlfriend. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta get, finish our Stardew town while we're still dating. Um, <laughs> uh, so after you complete the community center, there's actually another bundle that you you get to do which is much harder stuff um and honestly like by the time you can complete the community center you probably like already have a lot of the stuff uh you're you're on a clear path you can get the stuff but some of it's a lot more challenging uh like one of the things like the the rainbow stone thing that is like super rare um is that all stuff that came like in subsequent patches after the game launched or is see, it all I, see I don't know I don't know when that was added. Uh obviously they just they 1.4 is is the current version in terms of content. Obviously there've been like fixes and stuff, but content wise 1.4 which uh I'm not sure what all they added with that. Um I do know that I so fangamer.com has a Stardew Valley guidebook thing that yeah. I got I got for Darian and I actually just decided to get uh, for myself along with this cool comic uh comic book they made called Before the Farmer which tells the story of what happened to the Stardew Valley the year leading up to you coming. Hmm. Um which actually it comes with the letter your grandpa sends you. Um, which should be here tomorrow, either tomorrow, tomorrow or Tuesday. I'll be excited to get that. But so they actually updated it with the uh, 1.4 content and they sent a PDF to me because I gifted it to Darian. Um, I'm like, oh, here's, here's all the content 
uh, from 1.4 for the book. And I was kind of looking through, through that to see of like, Oh, what's, what's in here. Um, and it's a lot of the multiplayer stuff there. I think they did like tweak, like what people like, uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. I haven't played since it was pre-release. I think was yeah. when, when I last played. Um, and now we've been playing on the switch. Uh, so I'm not sure when things got added, but yeah, there's this additional bundle. We, we actually just finished that and that added a really cool thing. I'm not going to spoil that. So right now the things that we have left to do, I actually just got engaged to Abigail. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. We're going to get married on the first of winter, which I, three, three days away, right? Yeah. Three days. Yeah. Which, which kind of sucks. I feel like she would want to get married in the fall, but I actually, I, I, I got the thing, uh, and was going (laughs) to go propose to her. But by the time I tracked her down, she was asleep in bed. I'm like, "Hey, wake, wake up!" And she's like, "No, go away." And I'm like, "Fine, I'll find you tomorrow." <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. So it's gonna work out that we're getting married on the first of winter. Um, so I'm checking that off. I'm probably not gonna have kids because I don't like the way that that kind of whole thing gets handled, where it's like they never grow beyond toddlers. Oh. And if oh, you- so they can't even be like farmhands no there's they're, they're that just stinks they're basically dogs that look slightly humanish but your spouse will do stuff right like yeah your spa- if, depending on what they you like yeah they, or... yeah spouse can give you gifts and and can help around the house and stuff um though though i think harvest uh crops and stuff which will also be interesting that like uh my girlfriend is also going to get married i guess she's gonna marry sam so it'll be interesting that we ha- we'll have both Abigail and Sam living on the farm with us. Um, it'll be, <laughs> I'll be curious if, like, can we still sleep together? Because, like, she can cl- crawl into my bed and, and mm. sleep, and then I can also crawl in and vice versa. So I wonder if that'll still work. Um, so, <laughs> get, so we complete the last bundle. I'm about to get married. She'll, she'll get married soon, I imagine. Um... There's actually they actually have a lot of like kind of end game type stuff where there's some very expensive items that you can get that'll take you a long long time to grind for. Um but the more achievable things uh I'm ve- very close to reaching floor 100 of the desert um because you don't get elevators or anything for that. Right. So I I basically have been uh grinding to get stone so that I can build 100 steps so that I can just <laughs> Go just down. drop, yeah. Yeah, just just go straight down, which uh, I'll have my girlfriend come with me so that whatever re- reward is at the bottom, we can get it at once. Because I don't know how long it's taken me to get all these stone, but it's I'm not doing it again, <laughs> whatever's down there. <laughs> um, and then there's actually... What, what I think is cool is that there's... I've, we, I've upgraded my house all the way, but she, the house upgrading lady, Robin um mm-hmm. sells well we'll now do community upgrades and the first one of those that that i see is that we can build pam a house oh cool yeah, yeah yeah and that that's cool and that's kind of an end game thing for you because it costs like uh five hundred thousand uh gold and then you need like 99 wood i've got i've got wood coming out the butt but the like Getting that getting that kind of gold is gonna take a take a while. We we're 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 close to getting there. Um so that'll be a cool thing to to get that. Um so there's actually 
Yeah, that's neat that there's... Yeah, Stardew has a decent end game. Like, be- finishing the community center is not the end of your time. I bet that stuff was added at some, like, yeah. larger scale. Because I-, I think that it was kind of... There There was, like, uh, something with your grandfather, right? That was, oh, like, yeah. the well, end game. Well, yeah, the, and then... at the beginning of your third year, your grandpa's ghost shows up, and if you do, if you made him proud, you get a thing. Yeah. So that was kind of, like, the original end game, I think. Yeah. And then, so now it sounds like there's all sorts of stuff to do, because well, yeah. there's the multiplayer stuff, and there's community yeah. building, and... Yeah, I mean the multiplayer. Like we've been multiplaying the entire time, and there's still issues yeah. with it. Like if you if you look into multiplayer, I've seen we we've ran into a lot of uh, connection issues. Um, and if you just like look into it, there's a lot of people will both on Steam and Switch and lots of places are saying they're having connection issues. And it might be like definitely the guy didn't make it for multiplayer in mind. Right, and I think uh, another studio is like like the the guy that actually made it right he didn't necessarily do the multiplayer dev stuff i think Mm. he he scaled at some point and started hiring other studios to help him interesting or other teams to help him with it well that that seems like something that they need maybe need to figure out uh, because it's got issues but um yeah there's definitely a lot of of kind of reasons to keep playing after you've reached year three after you've completed the community center um and and there there you know there there's some stuff that it the cost of it is so insanely expensive and it kind of doesn't like you know how you can get totems that'll like transport you to the mountains or the beach or whatever right yeah yeah so there's uh the wizard once you max out friendship with him, he he'll sell you pillars that will transport you to those places. But they're like permanent. You can you can just place them on your in your farm and then just touch them. I guess. Oh, and, cool. And, but they're like insanely expensive that you'd have to sit there and grind forever. So at least I think I think that's just like we're going to give you some really expensive stuff. Yeah, there's stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. to to at least give you some sort of goal. But I, and it's also like. I don't know if I need to go to the mountains that bad. Right. I got a horse. I'll just ride up there. It's fine. <laughs> the 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 one that I'd possibly ever consider is the the uh desert because you have to wait for Pam to come at 10 mm. and then it still costs a tiny bit of money, but by this point I have so much that that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um but also I just I'll just make totems when I need to get up there. But yeah, it's got a cool end game, and we're like, I'm gonna keep trying to play before I got two weeks. You got your time, yeah. Yeah, I got two weeks before I before I lose my multiplayer partner. Um, well, you're just gonna start a new adventure, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll play it. I mean, we're not gonna. From what from what I understand, we can't like share a island on um animal crossing unless we play on the same on the same right on the same console you can yeah but in fact i think that's the only way to play on the same like you can't have two separate islands if you're on the same switch for animal crossing yeah so we're we're probably going to do our own islands and stuff uh but uh yeah stardew valley uh it's it's a cool thing it's it's fun and i'm excited to see what being married to abigail is like (laughs) uh matt what have what have you been up to uh i've been playing a couple of different games so 
uh last last show i mentioned i had played a bit of overland um which is a survival uh, i guess roguelite i mean it's survivally so you know it's run based if you die you have to start over um and it's kind of strategy like in that it's all on a grid it's turn based and you have a party of characters that you're managing so you can recruit more party members as you go um and they have a bunch of like kind of friendly features in it like yeah i think we talked about an undo action button um and you know some general inventory management stuff where you don't have to be like right next to somebody to share inventory so there's there's good accessible features there um because i am not very good at the game is what i've learned uh, usually it involves my car blowing up and then everyone dying in a fire i mean that's, um, that's usually how every road trip goes so yeah so i think i'm actually on the the current run i'm on uh, i haven't played in a couple of days because i had my car blow up <laughs> but my party's still alive technically and i'm the furthest i've been mm. so i well you six... can't you can't proceed to the next screen if you don't have a car right you can run oh you so can uh the distance you travel is kind of based on how much fuel you have so if you have a car for your party say like a regular uh like wagon or hatchback you can fit up to four people in it i think um and so you can drive that off the the stage right each each stage is like a little grid and then you can go to the next one and there's a there's like a travel screen in between where you can select your next destination um and the depending on how much fuel you have at the time then you can see how far you can travel so in theory if you have a ton of fuel you can skip multiple stops that you would otherwise have to make and use all your fuel to get somewhere um but i'm usually pretty conservative with it and say either i take the option with the least amount of fuel or something like that mm. but when you're on foot you don't have the option of how far would I like to travel? You are just kind of, here's how far you can travel. You know, you're on foot. You only get to go 10 miles at a time instead of 100 miles or 300 miles or something yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a good run going. Uh, I had a regular sedan or regular hatchback, and I had four people in my party. Uh, and then I came across a stop that had a bigger van, like a, like a big old conversion van style thing. Mm. And so I took like my roof rack off of my other car. I found like some, some like floodlights that go on top that light it up when it's dark and the van could fit, I think six people maybe or something. Mm. So I was like, Oh, I have room to expand my party. Found a fifth guy. Things were going great. Uh, and then I'm the, I was, like, at the furthest point I had been, I think, at the end of Chapter 2. I think there are five chapters in total. Um, and so that's just, like, different biomes and different difficulties, I believe. Uh, and I had to break through some barricades, and I stupidly rammed one instead of moving it with a person. So then my uh, car caught on fire, and then it blew up, and then... It killed one of my people, mm. but I managed to run out with the other four. And then at the very next stage, it was like super overwhelming alien it's alien mode where they're all attacking me. And only two of my people made it. So 
I'm the furthest I've ever been, but I'm on foot and I have an injured person and a healthy person and it's it's not going well. So I haven't played in like a week because of that because I don't want it to end. Oh, wow. <laughs> um but we'll see if i can get a if i can get a med kit i can get my other person healthy then both of my people have like lead pipes which are seemingly not breakable weapons which is good because mm. a lot of a lot of things have durability but the pipes seem to be strong enough that they can just go um yeah so that's overland nice. and uh to answer you had a question in the last show about kind of the undo features oh, yeah. and stuff like that there are some instances like when i rammed my car into a barrier and then everybody blew up uh i was not able to undo that because mm. i tried <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't like that decision let me try again but that was like a you are committing to this decision ah. and it they do make that somewhat apparent in the ui i think it flashes a different color uh mm. before you do that interesting so yeah in other gaming games that i've been playing gaming games yep uh it was the legend of zelda breath of the wild's third birthday i guess you could say this past week and you got it cake yeah exactly that tasty cake um i booted it up because i had been kind of i don't know in a weird spot where i'm like i don't know what i want to play actually i think i want to play breath of the wild well i'm not sure whatever i'm gonna boot it up it's been long enough i don't think i remember everything about it but like in my mind i kind of remember a lot i think but then there's all these little details that are like wow i'm kind of discovering this again so it's been it's been a good time um but i booted it up on master mode which uh i hadn't tried before and master mode is not messing around (laughs) uh right now i have four hearts which in you know Zelda terms is I have one extra. You start with three hearts, um, so now I've I've got one extra heart, and pretty much everything will one shot kill me. Hmm. So I've died like thirty times already. Uh, the first the first fight I got in with a Bokoblin on the plateau, which is like a relatively safe space. I just got my butt whooped and the McCoughlin killed me. And that's continued for like the next three and a half hours that I've played. Uh, uh have you have you uh put put some amiibos uh in to try and try and get good good? I actually did not I I forgot that I could do amiibo stuff, which is funny because in the inventory screen I'm pretty sure there is a spot like on the save save screen that says amiibo. But ah. uh, no, I haven't been doing amiibo. But you, you I don't do know it. if that's that's cheating in master mode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely meant to be a challenge, but you know, amiibos exist. Yeah. And, uh, I've always I think I actually have it. I, but I I didn't actually. Breath of the Wild is actually the game that got me into amiibos because hmm. um. Like, uh, Amiibos were originally for Smash Brothers, but they, like, the things they did with Smash Brothers were kind of very mad. Like, the virtual saving your fighter thing was like, I don't get it. It seems weird. Um, But the, like, stuff where you're getting special, like, getting random food, it's like, okay, well, I can just get food from stuff. But, like, the certain ones that would, like, 
they're the i mean you could only get the uh eponia from the smash brothers oh link. Um, good point i'll probably have to do that you're and right and then and then there's wolf link that you get from uh oh, from that. that and then but there's um majora's mask i think i have that one now uh, because i've become a little bit of a collector uh but <laughs> when i when i was playing breath of the wild i didn't and i and apparently with the majora's mask one it'll make enemies friendly towards you while you're wearing the mask oh so huh. I, so i've wanted to mess around with that uh but i haven't touched breath of the wild since since i've beat the game yeah so, so i might i might actually have to i mean I imagine this stuff will be in two, so I'll probably just mess around with it in two. Uh, but yeah, I would hope they keep that kind of integration. Yeah, amiibos like honestly, amiibos are cool. I like I like kind of the stuff they do with it. They're nice figures and just the, the little things that they can add in. I mean, yeah. like Animal Crossing, they hey, you can bring in your people. It's weird how non-committal nintendo's been with them lately like they it, it they're releasing smash ones still right yeah. i think in in batches of two or three um but like what they actually do in games like i don't think luigi's mansion even had amiibo support i don't think so and like that seems like you would have you would have had an opportunity there for some original new amiibo figures with polter pup and luigi with his vacuum and dr egad professor egad whatever it is but like you know maybe a king boo some but there's opportunities there and they just like didn't but now with animal crossing they're like hey it's gonna support everything even amiibo cards so well you know it's a weird spot i mean i wonder if it's a thing that's up to the developer because Luigi's, fair. Luigi's Mansion was made by Next Level Games, so right. maybe they were like, ah, we, ain't, we ain't about that amiibo lifestyle. And then, um, and then, you know, obviously the Animal Crossing people have already been about that lifestyle. There's already amiibos that exist. They don't need to put out new amiibos. They already right. have a game that's dedicated. It's Amiibo Town or whatever. That's true. Ami- yeah, what is that called? Amiibo Festival? Yeah, and... Oh, the thing that I'm interested in, because they've already shown that the cards work with the new game, uh, I think they're getting reprints of the cards in Japan. Hopefully, we're getting those reprints as well in America. It'd be dumb if they didn't. Like, Yeah. They, they, they're reprinting the Smash characters. They should, If a new game comes out that uses old Amiibo functionality, they should re-release those Amiibos. Uh, so yeah. ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll see the cards come out again because I'd I'd like them. I haven't played it, but I want to. I got to catch them all. <laughs> um, in other news or other things, I've been playing. I went to PAX East in Boston last weekend. The old Penny Arcade Expo. That's right. How many people? Ye old. <laughs> how many people do you think go to PAX who have no idea what Penny Arcade is? Oh, I don't know. That's that's tough because like I am probably just circumstantially aware of them. Other, you know, like I don't. I guess the comic would be what I think of, which I I don't know if that's really what Penny Arcade is beyond that at this point i would think yeah i think the comic is penny arcade that's literally how they started okay i, I think i think if you think penny arcade that should be the, the comic 
Yeah, I've, okay. Obviously, they do other comics, but I almost think that's like an extension of their brand. And the, the Penny Arcade comic is the brand, like that, the, the yeah. starting point. So if you, I think that's what people should think. Um, yeah. But yeah, like there's definitely an element like at PAX West, uh, we were waiting to scan our badge for this like figures giveaway. And I saw, I think it was Gabe. It was... I, it's like yeah. Gabe and Tycho look nothing like they do in the the cop. They're, they're yeah, actually so, uh, avatars. Yeah, so <laughs> so I I forget which one's which at times. But I literally saw him over there, and I was like, "Oh, it's 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 Gabe," and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "It's Gabe, the guy the guy who runs this convention." And he's just like standing there, like eating. It's it's almost like like nobody really like like. It's just like, oh, it's the video game deal. Like, the people, the Penny Arcade parts, just kind of circumstantial. Right. But, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is It is definitely, I, I think, beyond that at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think, like, they even own it. I don't I don't think they own the organization that runs uh, uh, PAX. I don't know. Because it's run through ReadPop, which I think ReadPop is a convention running business i mean basically maybe, maybe it's like a partnership type thing yeah like they they kind of are working with them they like at the end of the day if read pop probably says hey we're gonna fart in everybody's face they, they'll be like we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna go maybe with somebody else this time i think read pop was in the uh was in talks to like make an offer on e3 as well like in the last year or so <laughs> that was like one of the so i think they are like a big convention company if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean E3. Uh we'll we'll actually probably end up talking about that yeah. in a in a a new story after this one, but tell me about what PAX was like. What did you play at PAX? Uh I played a grand total of 4 video games. Ooh. Yeah, high score. 4 whole video games. I as a general rule don't like waiting in lines at anything like if, if a line's gonna take too long i might as well go do something else with my time i guess is my my feeling towards that um so i generally don't go to any of the big demos like i didn't make it to i didn't play animal crossing but i was like whatever it's coming out in two three weeks i'll play it uh, i didn't play the final fantasy 7 demo which now you can play because it's out there if you have a playstation it's it's available to you um and i thought that was really weird because they made a big deal on the show floor of like people were yelling at the lines like don't take any photos or videos of the screens of the demo and then literally the day after pax it was like hey here's the public demo of the yeah. same exact thing that was available <laughs> like what a weird well i mean arbitrary I, rule i mean i think that the demo is actually that's public available is actually more than than was at pax yeah, so it's like what a what a silly thing. I don't know. It's that's just Final Fantasy things. I think. I, I mean, they don't want they they want to be the one in control of the message. They don't want yeah. things to leak outside their terms. But it's so. like I don't know. It's it's available to the public at this show. So like, what are you like? Who cares if someone sends a screenshot on Twitter or something? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I mean that. I I think the thing is that like having a control of the message can be huge because like 
you know, the the internet exists. If they get just a little sliver of something, they they're, they're going to sit there and dissect it for for yeah. hours. Like like trailers that like there will be three hour videos about a ten minute trailer dissecting every frame of like wait yeah here's the thing. So that's so, true. So yeah, I can definitely be, see why they'd be like, hey, I don't something might slip through. Somebody might go like if there's some sort of glitch with the demo or something. Maybe it's not. There's something there uh, they they don't want out, so being able to completely control their message makes sense. But yeah, yeah. it was it was a bit literally like it sucks for the people who waited in line right. for it because it's like yeah, I'm it glad been right like there. if I was like a hardcore fan that had gone and was like so excited to play the demo, I guess I would have still been like awesome. I got to play it and. Now I get to play it some more, and I got to play it early or something, I guess. But no. I, I think I'd be a little disappointed if I waited half a day just to do that, and yeah. that happened. You could you could have sat on the bicycle instead. Yeah, there were a lot of people. Yeah, taking that photo on the on the yeah whatever it is. I don't know, Cloud's motorcycle. I know I wanted to sit on it at PAX West, but the line was stretched like all the way around their booth and stuff, and I was like, no, I don't I don't want to sit on it that bad. Huh. I feel like I didn't even notice uh, the lack of Sony, if that makes sense. Like, I know they were going to demo Last of Us um, and some other stuff like Doom, I don't think was on the show floor, but they were at the Bethesda thing, which is next Mm. door to PAX there, and it's free. Uh, So you could still play Doom. Um, But yeah, I didn't really notice the lack of, like, uh, Sony's floor print looked like it was, like, the largest thing that was yeah. going to be there. Um, but the Animal Crossing booth was huge and also right there, right as you came down the stairs. So it was like always huge crowds around that. Um, I just looked from afar. I didn't go into the booth because it was a long line to go in. And you could take a photo with like Isabel or Tom Nook and walk around a little. Uh, I think they had like a tent and an apple tree and a little house front. And there was like a little river on the ground. And yeah. So it was, it was a really elaborate booth. Um, but. Again, I don't I don't like waiting in long lines. Wow. It's just like a, it's not not for me. Um and then so I actually games I actually did play. Uh I got to play probably the game I'm most excited about this year, which is Fall Guys. Oh yeah, I've I've actually that's the uh what is it? Mario Party meets Battle Royale. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, everybody is it's it, like the the setup is it's a game show essentially and you are all these little kind of blobby guys that are all in colored suits essentially they're like little you know full on skin tight suits i guess i would call them oh i i assume that they were different colored blobs not maybe they are different colored blobs i guess but you can like you can wear like different outfits you can change the patterns on your suits and things mm. uh so i think the guys inside are like the just gray guys with like the little eyeballs mm. and then they're wearing like a like a onesie around yeah it. gotta gotta get that uh fall guys lore down or else yeah <laughs> you can't play it <laughs> but it's uh it's a battle royale uh in the sense that the last person standing wins or the first person yeah. to the crown wins um but it's it's round based so you start with 60 guys all in the game and the demo at the show had the like door challenge first so you are running towards a wall of doors and you have to jump through the door that you think you can get through and then you might hit it 
and bounce off and then you have to go through another one um so i think it's like if you're in the you know top 40 of 60 people you make it through to the next round um the second round i believe was a it was like a grab and keep a tail i guess i don't know how to describe that other than some people had tails some people didn't and so if you didn't have a tail you needed to steal it from somebody if you had a tail you had to survive for two minutes with the tail Mm -hmm. at the end of the two minute timer everyone that had a tail got to move on everyone who didn't was eliminated uh then there was like a hungry hungry hippo style mini game in the third round and so you were divided into three or four teams different colors um three teams actually and the losing team was eliminated uh that one my team almost almost got knocked out um so that one that one was tough and it's weird because you're depending on everyone else too in that in that mode and then the last one's just like a race to the top of the mountain more or less um and there's a crown at the top so the first person to get there and grab the crown wins and i did it i won the fall guys demo and got a foam crown and it was awesome I was wondering if you got a got a cool thing for it. Yeah, so wait. it's up there. I, I can't reach it right now. So was there <laughs> like 60 actual people playing? or? Uh, so there were eight demo stations. So I think they filled the rest, the other 52 spots with bots. Because ah. like they had a spectator camera um, that would go around, but sometimes it would be on a bot, and you could tell that they were bots. Like they would <laughs> do like dumb things, like run into the same wall over and over again kind of nice. thing. But they usually kept it on players. Um, yeah. So that was neat. Uh, and then that Fall Guys is being published by Devolver, so they were right next to the Devolver Digital booth. Um, and so I happened to be by that booth, the Devolver booth, when one of the demo stations was completely free. So I just like walked up and was like, "Oh, can I play?" And you know, somebody was like, "Yeah, sure." And I played this game called Disc Room, which uh, I don't know if you've heard of Disc Room because I think it it was announced maybe just before PAX. No idea. Um, but the, the basic plot or plot, I guess, I don't know, basic idea of the game (laughs) premise of the game. Thank you. Is that, uh, you are just trying to avoid dying to giant spinning discs. Um, it's top down. So, so I guess if you think of like super meat boy in the sense that there's these, these, you know, this visual style for the discs, um, and they kind of chop you up into a bloody mess, Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're in a top-down perspective instead of a platforming setup, and you're just kind of with the joystick running around a room, you know, uh, and surviving as long as you can. And I didn't know if I was doing well or not, but I was progressing, so I was surviving long enough that eventually I'd get chopped up, but a new door would open, and so you just kind of keep going through. So the first room is just simple basic discs and they kind of move in a pattern and eventually there's too many populating and you'll die. Um, some rooms had like, this one only has giant discs that are four times the size or this one has ones that charge up and then shoot straight at you. So like, you know, different different mechanics to each room. Um, and I just kind of kept progressing through the demo, just, you know, room by room. And then I found a room with like a golden circle ball thing and then there was like a little cutscene that played. So I think I won. But I don't know. It was weird. It was fun. It was simple. But it was like hard to tell if I was doing well because you're just surviving until you die. Like you're you're going to fail eventually is like the setup, I guess. Mm. But if it's, I don't know. It's uh, 
if it's like five bucks, I think it's totally worth it when it, when it launches. If that makes sense, that that that's the upper limit for what Maybe, you should pay. I'd say like ten bucks hmm. based on what I played, but it just got announced right before that so i don't know yeah, maybe maybe we don't see they've got a lot to go yeah i think it's got um i think the some of the development team from minute and some other games that i'm blanking on right now but you know so think like that scale of game mm. i guess right. um what else did i play oh lastly the last two games i played uh are from one of my favorite now, I guess, favorite series, uh, the Shovel Knight series. Mm. I got to play Shovel Knight Dig and Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Is is Dig like SteamWorld Dig? Dig is a bit like SteamWorld Dig with the uh, with the digging mechanic. <laughs> if that, yeah. So yeah. you're you're you know going through blocks in a side view platforming method but the actual setup to the game is more like downwell um mm. i don't know if you played downwell i've seen it so that one is you're vertically platforming down um and that's kind of the basic premise of shovel knight dig is you're digging deeper yeah. uh but then there is that sort of steam world digness to it um and then they have a permanent upgrade system so as your run completes or as you complete each section or stage, uh, if you unlock enough golden gears, you get a permanent upgrade. So in your future runs, you'll be more equipped. So mm. I think it's a it's a mix kind of of a little bit of like that Dead Cells influence, a little bit of a Steam World Dig influence, and a little bit of a Downwell influence. And it's it was pretty good. Mm. I was really bad at it, ah. but it was pretty good. And then Pocket Dungeon, I actually had a ton of fun with. Um, I don't know what to describe it as is it like poly pocket <laughs> i don't know i don't know what poly pocket dungeons like uh i don't think she was in a dungeon i think it was like a little doll house type thing in <laughs> you your just pocket flip it open yeah um so my my first thought with pocket dungeon was that it would be like a mobile game which it totally could be i think uh but it was demoed on a switch so yeah. that was cool because, you know, I like when Shovel Knight things are on Switch, then I'll play it. Um, but it's a block dropping puzzle game, I guess, is is probably the right way to describe it. So uh, enemies and potions and chests and everything kind of drop from the top of the screen down uh, on a timer like that. Like there's a rhythm to it. Um, so if you choose not to move for a beat, things will drop if you choose to move somewhere and you try to run into an enemy you will attack and the enemy will attack back um and you can kind of chain combos with that so if five enemies are all touching each other and you attack and kill one of them you can kill all of them Mm. um and so you can basically navigate the space collect gems pick up potions to heal and clear enemies to collect keys to unlock doors and chests um I made it all the way through that demo, so I played two or three stages and then fought um, Plague Knight in mine. And Plague Knight had like special mechanics where he'd move around the board, uh, and then he would throw his you know his bombs and things and make areas where you couldn't you couldn't hop on for that moment. 
So that was kind of cool. I, I actually really liked Pocket Dungeon. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so those were the four games I actually got to play. Other than that, I went to some panels, had a good time, uh, did PAX things, you know, bought like $15 hot dogs or whatever. It was like a barbecue mac and cheese thing that was $15. <laughs> it was like, man, this is overpriced. And they got a um, captive audience. Yeah, exactly. We've got you now. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. I don't. I haven't heard anything about coronavirus outbreaking there, so that's good. Yeah, it felt relatively sanitary. A lot of people had, you know, uh, hand sanitizer and stuff at their booths, which was appreciated. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the way the coronavirus is that, like, it takes a while to know that. I, and also, they're not very generous about testing people. Uh, well, it might be a while before we find out if people were getting sick there, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, uh, this brings us to the news. This is our sick transition in news. Eventually, well, sick. I, I, I have, I have a jingle. It's provided by a person that you'll hear next time because I had to restart my computer to do it, and I didn't restart my computer. Uh, we're gonna go over some uh, news that was affected by the coronavirus. Uh, these are basically what I did is I went to polygon.com and I did a search for coronavirus and we're going to look at some stuff related to that. So game companies were pulling out of GDC, the game developers conference, PlayStation, Oculus and Facebook gaming pulled out. Uh, and then Konami pulled out and then eventually they just canceled GDC. Um, and let's see. I think they use postponed indefinitely, yeah, right? I guess, yeah. So there's like maybe a chance they run it later this year, but sure. But also like trying to schedule something that big is also yeah a whole thing. So, um, Plague Inc was pulled from Chinese app stores uh, related to this. I okay. Um, <laughs> Not not specifically gaming related, but the No Time to Die uh, James Bond movie was postponed in November due to coronavirus. <laughs> the is that because of the name or because of I think other be- things? Because people don't want to go to movies right now. Oh, be- okay. Because they, you know, they don't want to be around other people. Um, the Konami delays the Turbo Graphics 16 Mini due to the coronavirus uh emerald city comic-con has been postponed to summer and uh we're seeing more esports events uh canceled uh because of the coronavirus uh concerns um yeah like this it's literally an epidemic i mean i think la is under a state of emergency right now um yeah i think new york also just had one announced i was it new york I haven't heard that, but so, okay. So there's two things I want to talk about related to coronavirus. A, do you think E3 is happening? Uh, I think E3 happens. I do. See, okay. Because I've, I've basically, there's two, I guess, technically three ways this can go. Either they... Uh, the coronavirus uh, calms down and every, everything's fine by the time. Right, which is is likely yeah, it's, in it's, general. It's possible. Two, E3 keeps doing their thing and game developers pull out 
be like they did with Pax West uh, over also, Hoskins. I think that's likely. Uh, Maybe or, not to the same degree. Or E three themselves cancel. Uh, I think that's the least likely. Well, and I think one basically, if two or three happen, this could E three can be done. Yeah, because if if game developers pull out, they're going to have to figure out their own announcement deals. They're probably going to do a Nintendo Direct type situation or something, and they're going to go. Actually, this is easier. This is cheaper. Or if GD or if E three themselves cancel game developers are going to have to do the same thing they're going to go ah this is this is fine we didn't lose that much and they stop going to e3 uh so unless everything just works out and e3 just runs smoothly this yeah this the coronavirus could kill e3 i mean that would just be the final blow yeah i so if you're the esa are you thinking right now like hey we have a real chance this year because of all these other cancellations to be like super relevant like to be the thing that is still around (laughs) no no you're just praying to god that you can actually get right now i think you're just freaking out going like are are we even legally allowed to like can we do (laughs) no one will come We're, we're under a state of emergency if, if right. things so, don't calm down i think going the yeah the first route right things yeah. it's in june we're in march so in theory they have probably a reasonable time to cancel up until a month before yeah. i'd and say I, and i know oh another one that uh i forgot to mention south by southwest also yep. uh, was canceled uh just just right before they were supposed to uh, I think that yeah starts or is supposed to be like in the next week, yeah. right? It would have been. And I know, I know, there's a lot of people that are upset. I mean, every one of these, like the game developer conference, is a huge thing for game developers. It gives them the chance to network. It gives them a chance to get their games out there, to try and get them sold. Yeah. Um. So that not existing hurts people. Uh, there, the South by Southwest thing happened so close to it. Obviously, people were like, ah. My flight's booked. My hotel's. I'm about to leave. Oh wait, yeah. no. The, like this is costing money. This is costing time. Um, I mean, I know some people are like, "Well, I guess I'm. I'll just go there anyway because right. Uh, I, I guess why not? Yeah. yeah, I've already paid for everything. If E3 doesn't cancel a- ahead of time, that's a jerk thing to do. Yeah, and and would we'll probably turn out like honestly after the shitty things they've done before, that's probably going to be the last straw for some people. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh... they're they're in basically the I think the only thing they can really do is pray that everything turns out okay. Yeah, I think I think E three will happen. Um, I think they they need it to happen. Also, yeah, <laughs> that, you know. Yeah, otherwise otherwise it's game over for them yeah but uh so the other thing that could could affect uh be affected by the coronavirus i mean literally everything could be affected by the coronavirus but uh, in terms of big video game things is the production of the new consoles uh because obviously you know the 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 china and stuff manufactures a lot of parts uh they they are kind of the biggest place that this this is happening and a lot of quarantine uh stuff and everything's being delayed over there uh so i i think it's it's going to determine like 
where in the pipeline are these? I think right. I, I would honestly think that Xbox is probably farther ahead just because they've been more generous about showing stuff. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. Like because yeah, Xbox is like here are straight up specs, here's the box, here's the stuff yeah. and Sony Yeah, Sony maybe seems like they are I don't know. I think right the public perception is they're waiting for Xbox to announce their price so yeah. that they can undercut. Yeah. But I th- because I, I have a feeling what Sony is going to do is they're going to put out a video that's like, here's the box, here's the games, here's the price, here's the release date. Yeah, here's the date. In yeah. one big thing. Whereas as Microsoft has been doing kind of like, here's some specs, here's what the box looks like, here's some more specs, still no games, still no price. Yeah, but, I think they're, they're, the Xbox Next announcement is for their lower budget box, right? The Lockhart? Isn't that uh, like the, uh, is that the digital only one or something? I don't think I've heard about that. Oh, let me, let me do a quick Google while we, while we go. Xbox Lockhart, Xbox Series S, that's what it's called. So they're continuing the, <sighs> okay. They're continuing the SX thing, but adding the word series. Yeah, the series. So so that's, it's get, that's so basically, it's gonna be called the Xbox Series instead of the Xbox One, and that's supposed to be their cheap one. Uh, okay. Apparently, it leaked at three hundred dollars, but Th- that is unclear if that's verifiable. Yeah, that's that sounds like a rumor, not really a leak. There's sometimes, but it is that... the it is the S model. Uh, but um, there's so much wrong with the naming of these things is i i don't know i think it's fine i'm still on that like i i think the series x makes sense it's like you're it's like how you name cars right sure. it it doesn't really matter am i getting the one with all the bells and whistles or am i getting the super budget one sure you know? but you're not going your grandma's not buying like a timmy a 10 year old timmy a, a car like literally there's a guy there <laughs> who's helping you through the car buying process saying here's here's this here's that yeah um whereas a game console is like I mean, there's a lot of kids that have game consoles that their parents bought them and the parents don't know what the frick any of this does right it's they're all they're all nintendo wii's as far as they're concerned (laughs) it's true (laughs) so i i very much think like you i mean even some gamers like the the people who buy consoles just to play madden right um i feel like i mean it probably doesn't matter which one they get i they could get the the series s and it would be okay yeah i mean yeah, but also, like, at some point, the games are only going to be available on the new one. We'll talk about kind of the, the smart delivery feature later, but, like, at yeah. some point, there's going to be Madden 20, and that one's going to only be available on the Series X, and they're going to be confused about why their Xbox One X is not that. Well, so that's the difference, I think, between what this like, the Series S is the... The next Xbox is the Xbox Series. Yeah. Right. Which is So at some point, yeah, it'll probably fall off where the one X and the one and the one S won't be relevant. Yeah. But if you get the Series S or the Series X, it won't matter. It'll I think the Series S is part of that program where they wanna basically stream stream games to you eventually. So it doesn't matter how powerful your box is as long as you have the internet connection because we're 
but yeah, but so many people don't that I think yeah. at the at, at the end of the day, like having the powerful box isn't gonna be what's gonna prevent the all streaming future. Right. It's it's the cord connected and like even I've seen people because a thing that people don't really consider is that like the the internet company will give you a shit ton of down if you pay for it, but they like to be very stingy about their up. Yeah, and if you if you are streaming, you need both good both because you're both sending and receiving signals very quickly. Yeah, so I like the internet company is going to decide if streaming is a thing or not, and I have a feeling that they're not like that. I don't know. They're going to be greedy about it, and I don't see that working out. But yeah, like I guess I, <laughs> to I've get heard... back on topic, I don't yeah. know if it's if coronavirus is going to affect the release yeah. window of the new consoles. <laughs> I would think I would think it maybe will increase price. I I would hope. I think I think it might push it back. I guess I guess we don't really know enough about the consoles, and, and nobody said anything about it, it affecting things. Yeah. Because if they're if if they're far enough in the pipeline, right. which I would I would hope they are, because holiday season's not that far away. It's it's so weird how close we are to what the release of these consoles are supposed to be, and and we haven't seen games, we haven't seen prices. We yeah, I don't know when in that cycle the manufacturing generally starts. Like typically, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. it's like, hey, we can actually you know crank out. 20 million of these things within a two-month span or yeah. you know how that works so it's hard to say um well yeah so that that's the coronavirus is definitely having worldwide implications uh but speaking of the all streaming future uh a contender hmm. to both xbox and stadia has been having some issues with their all streaming future um matt 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 do you want to take this one when you say a contender to the xbox and the stadia it's slightly different right the geforce nvidia's geforce now platform uh the basic premise is geforce now takes your existing as of right now your existing steam library so anything you already own yeah and allows you to basically log in remotely to their you know data center pc and play your games on a super powerful computer you know you want to play cyberpunk let's say when that comes out um and you want to play it on a 4k spec or something but you don't have access to that you'd be able to use geforce now to stream that to yourself on a higher spec pc so it's interesting because they're not actually selling you games. Uh, yeah. You are still acquiring the games, and then it's, in theory, games you own or you have the license to access, what, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, the issue arises, though, now that uh, the GeForce Now service is out of its free beta period, and yeah. they now want to charge you. Yeah. Uh, so now, all of a sudden, all these game publishers are taking issue with that and saying you're basically charging people to access our games. Yeah. But I think it's just that they want a cut of the money. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Basically, basically the way that, that I understand uh, based on this Polygon article uh, 
which is going back to when Activision first uh, pulled out, and and the it says GeForce now lost Activision games over misunderstanding, and basically what the way it kind of seems like it was that Nvidia now existed, um, and everybody was happy of like, hey, we don't know how this is going to work. A lot of people are trying shit. We don't know if yours is going to be successful, but we'll let you try it, and then. Uh, GeForce was like, "Hey, we did it. We're, we're we're going out, and the game companies were like, well, actually, now that you're ready, we want to talk about money. We want to, and they're just like, no, no, we're just you're you're part of it. You you already said it. We're you're ours now. Mm. And they're like, no, actually, either we're negotiating this or we're out. And they're uh, and the, so people have been pulling out because they they do want a cut because obviously Nvidia is getting money for it." Right, uh, using their games, so they're they're providing the the service, the streaming capabilities, but they're streaming their games. So yeah, my my personal view, based on everybody that's pulling out, is that they right, like they are just looking for how how come we don't get to make money off of this service because it's our games that are being played, yeah. but. They don't, I mean, it's not like you're getting charged every time you boot a game up through Steam, you know? It's like you already own the library of games in theory as the end user or as the player. Those are my games. I'm just, it's like if you went to a PC cafe or something like that and you had to log into your own account to play your own games. Yeah. It's like, where, where does the line get drawn for who owns the game at that point and like why i don't i don't understand necessarily why nvidia can't charge for this service or like why publishers don't want to play nice see well here's the thing coming from a publisher point of view from a person who made the game yeah um and and actually i'll go over real quick uh at the top of this which who all pulled out because of this issue uh activision blizzard bethesda 2k and the indie studio hinterland has pulled out from the nvidia streaming platform but uh let's say game a corp's got a game on there and uh so from my point of view i've sold my game on steam the reason that I could benefit from this service is that I can say this works with NVIDIA streaming service. So if you want to use this, then this is a thing that this is a thing I can add to my Steam page to say, oh, yeah. you can do this. It's almost like the the Steam remote play thing. Like that's a feature right. that you could support. But also at the end of the day, if they're using this thing or not, I gain nothing. Then most I might sell a few copies because of this but a how likely is that and uh is it worth my time and because there's probably you're probably going to get people going like oh your game's not working very well on nvidia geforce like oh you, you gotta optimize it better like they might have to do work because of this okay. um and then is it worth it that's a it? fair point so if they're not gaining anything why should they be part of something why 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 are they adding to why are they supporting something someone else is making money off of their work right so the only the only reason i would put be part of this is so i can slap on the box that it's it works with nvidia geforce that's the only thing i would gain from this okay see i guess yeah 
I don't know. I feel like as the person that purchased the game, and I guess that's like, where do where do I stand well, on yeah, us- it- end user license agreements? Do I think the company owns the game and I am renting the right to play it? Or do I think I bought this thing, so it's mine? I don't care what you think, 2K or Activision or whoever. I bought the game, so I should be able to play it if it's accessible on that platform. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there are s- stuff that, like, you can still use Steam Link. You can still... Right. Like, uh, NVIDIA actually has a program thing that will allow you to play games that are installed on your PC. So there are, like, streaming options that connect to your personal PC. Uh, right. But, but I can very much... See, because they're basically saying, hey, we're going to install the game that you purchased on our PC and allow you to connect to it there, and it's kind right. of a kind of... But it's still like, if you went to your friend's house and you logged into your Steam account on their computer yeah. and you played, like, that's not an issue, right? And it's it's basically them saying, hey, we're your friend with, you know, a great PC, yeah, so I, just pay us 10 bucks or whatever. And I think I think it's a gray area. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, existing in a gray area, and so that's why they're kind of... Going we'll see act- how it plays out. Yeah, actually, why why should we support this? But there's yeah. there's somebody who is supporting it. That's right. Uh, Tim Sweeney, founder of Epic Games and CEO, I guess I should also mention that part. Um, he tweeted the other day, Epic is wholeheartedly supporting NVIDIA's GeForce Now service with Fortnite and with Epic Games store titles that choose to participate, including exclusives, and will be improving the integration over time. Uh, it's most, it's the most developer friendly and publisher friendly of the major streaming services with zero tax on game revenue. Game companies who want to move the game industry f- towards a healthier state for everyone should be supporting this kind of service. I think he's, he's on board cause he literally runs a company that owns a gaming storefront. Yeah. So he's like, you're saying like the only benefits them, right? Yeah. Because if you buy things through Epic and Epic is available on GeForce now, then that's good. But yeah. also, I, I generally agree with him that it, it is the most friendly way to do that. I think I think if NVIDIA GeForce was just, like, if it was a free thing, then I think every game company would be all about it. They can slap that on the box. They, they get nothing. But if someone else is, if like, let's say somebody was taking Last Geek videos mm-hmm. and they, they made the new YouTube and they... Oh, freaking YouTube itself is is put making money off the things that I make, and I'm getting nothing from that. Like, does it really benefit? What am? Why? Why should I allow why them to make? You, yeah. Al- why should you go to that platform? Why? Yeah. Not allow them to, to make money platform. when I, when I don't. So, like, sure, they're still selling them stuff, but why should I support somebody who's benefited? Like, basically using right. me. So it's interesting because then that that just means that because that Nvidia I think if Nvidia is taking money or is is making money off of this they can figure out a way to go okay we'll give you a cut we'll give a you little a little bit. bit even if it's it's not much I think yeah. they just say hey by supporting this thing you get one percent or something some sort yeah, of Netflix yeah I wonder what, how little they could actually do to get those companies on board because yeah. like. In that in that scenario, you just said like with YouTube, like if Nvidia becomes the de facto stream service, then yeah, I mean, then my opinion probably also shifts, right? Once they are like the end, 
end all be all of like okay you got to be on GeForce now streaming because that's the best way to make your game accessible then i'm probably like well that sucks that those people aren't getting paid now (laughs) if they become the same yeah if they become like it flip yeah then my my look my outlook changes yeah right right now they're right now they're the scrappy epic game store yeah uh but but if they if they become the de facto then then it's like oh actually maybe we shouldn't support this and but by that point they've already become a giant that's unstoppable yeah Yeah. it's like epic epic's doing their thing but they're they're you know being fought back like people are very much i will never download epic because there's so so much support for steam so all the other publishers that don't have their own storefront ecosystem are just trying to smother this one yeah (laughs) and it's not even a storefront that's the i don't know i guess that's what bugs me is like you're not you're not purchasing the game again you're using i don't know if 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 valve wasn't okay with it they would just say like you can't link the steam account and then that would kill it right yeah i mean it's it's a i don't know i feel like nvidia just needs to to talk to the companies and be a little bit more you know generous with the, the fact that they're making money and that that should maybe be shared um but you know who's not making much money right now <laughs> uh it's it's well, game it's GameStop. it's, it's, it's game <laughs> uh yeah, yet another hit comes to GameStop, I yeah. guess. That's the... So uh, Polygon has an article by Colin Campbell uh, saying GameStop lays off longtime district managers. Ten, ten district managers who jo- whose jobs uh, to, mul- to monitor multiple stores and supervise stores have been laid off, thus causing other people to have to yeah. carry more of a I wonder load. how many stores that like are under that or if that i wonder if that 10 district managers is like you know there's 50 in a state or if it's like you know there's five in a state or what is the scale because yeah. like is 10 a significant number or not it, uh, it's it, de- it depends on where these are like if they're in california that could be like in a in a neighborhood right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and and yeah if it was in the midwest that could be like like, maybe you get three states per yeah, manager yeah. <laughs> um but i think the the most interesting uh fact from this um article because obviously people losing their jobs is is kind of uh standard right now with constant uh store closings and stuff is that uh gamestop according to this the gamestop uh trading price of their stock is at 350 which is down from 1170 from a year ago and as recently <sighs> as five years ago gamestop stock trade at 40 to 50 dollar range wow so so they are you less could, than <laughs> yeah you could buy you could you could buy a stock of gamestop for about as much as they'll they'll pay you to trade in a brand new video game sick burn <laughs> <I got them. laughs> wow uh but yeah that that is okay so there is a stock trading app that that i recently signed up for because i want to buy stock in, in the company i work for um huh and uh the the when i signed up they gave me a free stock and that stock is is worth like two fifty right now that I got for free, which is not mm. that far off from what GameStop is trading at. Things 
the stock price is not good and I would not probably recommend buying the stock. Like there's there's certain points that like like my my company just took a hit due to the coronavirus. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the entire stock market, Every, everything did right. Yeah. yeah, everything's down. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is the a good time to buy because it'll go back up eventually. This is maybe not a good time to buy GameStop because <laughs> eventually that no- that number can still go down. Or the best time, I don't know. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you believe that they can come back, then yeah, this is actually a great time. But I don't know enough about how that stuff works. But I assume if like if Tencent swings in and is like, "Hey, we're gonna buy GameStop or something." Yeah, yeah. If you if you, if there was some big thing coming, but basically, I think. Unless, unless I knew that one of their like experimental stores was being a big hit, I don't see what GameStop could do mm. that would be like, ah, this will turn it around. <laughs> um, so maybe don't pre-order upcoming games at GameStop <sighs> yeah, for a bit, geez. or do if you want to save them. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I if mean, you if you want GameStop you... to still exist, maybe go to GameStop more. Yeah, if just you don't... just go buy some shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> but maybe it's too late i don't know (laughs) tough to say but uh regardless there are some games that you might be able to buy somewhere uh in in the future uh league of legends developer riot games has uh you know more more recently announced i think uh you know that it coincided i think with their 10-year anniversary or something um but they recently announced they're working on a number of projects uh, that are different games than League of Legends, and we've already seen games like TFT uh, show up. And Ru- uh, what's their card game? Is it Runeterra? Yeah, Legends of Runeterra. So they have a card game that's Legends of Runeterra, and then they have an auto chess, auto battler style game called Teamfight Tactics. Um, they also announced a tactical shooter called Project A. Um. And in the last week, they officially unveiled it as Valorant, spelled Valor, A-N-T, Valorant. Um, It is a free-to-play, hero-based tactical shooter, so you're going to choose a class or a hero or whatever that you play as for the game round, but... uh, other than that, it plays it plays or looks a lot like CS:GO, um, so I think it's it's got a large round structure, uh, and you're playing to win each round, and then you know something like, I think CS:GO you have to win 15 rounds. I think it's something along those same lines, on uh, and it's coming out this summer. Uh, so that's that's a big deal for Riot because I think first of all, uh, a free to play CS:GO style game I think is going to be a very popular game on streaming platforms, much like, you know, other Riot games are. I think TFT is pretty big. Um, I think League of Legends is traditionally, other than Fortnite, the biggest thing going on any given, you know, Twitch or Mixer or whatever. And this is actually the first game that Riot is making that isn't in the League of Legends universe. So none of the heroes from League of Legends are actually in this game. Which is yeah. which is kind of neat because they're expanding, you know, beyond their familiar territory. Sure, but also like here's it's like CS:GO, which yeah. like the the people are probably already just going to play CS:GO, like they're already entrenched in that, and like 
like there's a lot of competition in the shooter space right um and they're not leveraging their current ip to kind of be like hey you should play this jinx will be in it right um so i i'll be curious to see what reason they they'll give people to try it because it would have to play really good and i think yeah so i think what they're doing is appealing or i think they're appealing to already shooter fans like people that already like CS:GO, or people that like Rainbow Six Siege, or people that like Call of Duty, or something like that. Uh, I think of like big streamer partners, like uh, like on Twitch. I think of like big names on Twitch, and I've seen them talking about Project A and wanting to play Project A because they all, at some point in their gaming careers, played a lot of CS:GO. Yeah, and. Uh, I think CSGO has proven that it can stay perennial. It's always around. It's always doing relatively well. So I think Riot's just trying to get into that that same exact space as CSGO. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is that, like, CSGO is successful, A, because it's it's the building on the hype of Counter-Strike itself. It's, it's yeah. literally got decades of, of success, Um and so trying to show up when like be a new dog fighting the freaking heavyweight and be like I'm just as good as them you should hang out with me like you you might get uh people to check it out because it's the new thing yeah so i think yeah that launch week it'll probably do some crazy numbers on a platform like twitch i think it'll probably be yeah but you'd have to have to do something really special to keep people there and and like csgo i i kind of see as like the vanilla shooter it kind of does what it does it's there's nothing really special about it and that's that's what why people like it but also csgo is that like that you don't need fancy vanilla ice cream it's vanilla like that's fair you don't what i'm gonna try the new vanilla it tastes like vanilla. I'm I'm just gonna eat my vanilla. <laughs> I already have vanilla. We have vanilla at home, I, kids. I think there's a room. <laughs> well, especially see. like I don't know how. Ultimately, we don't know how it plays yet. Yeah. Um. There's a beta, I think, coming. Um. But we'll see. I th- I think a lot of it is set up like CS:GO, but who knows? Like if they're if they can basically pull off an Overwatch, where you have suddenly either characters you like or uh class base abilities and things that are you know that take it to a slightly better level like like Rainbow Six Siege is probably yeah. a great example of a game that's found found a market and it plays somewhere in between CS:GO and Overwatch in that sense. Well, it it does it does sound like this does have character-based stuff because this yeah. uh, article does say that players will choose one of the several different characters called the agents to play at the beginning of each match. Each agent will have unique abilities that can help give them a tactical advantage as two teams compete in one another. So it kind of sounds like, like look at the graphics, the, it kind of looks, and the description, I'm like, this sounds like they mixed CSGO with Overwatch with Siege. Yeah. And... We'll see if that's a good mix or if they just or like when I was like, you know what I love? I love tacos and I love bacon. 
and I tried putting bacon in the tacos, and that did not taste good. Really? So, yeah. That sounds like it would be all right. It, well, it was it was just it was just taco meat and bacon, and maybe if there was other shit in there, that'd be good. But it was not, <laughs> and and cheese, and it was. What if you had a tortilla wrapped in bacon, May- or maybe if it's like the, bacon? Maybe it's just like the little bacon chips or something, not actual like straight up cooked bacon. Because yeah. I was like, it was like too greasy. It was too much. Like so, hmm. so, so maybe. You can combine these things, but you have to do it just right, and we'll see if Riot can pull it off. I mean, uh, they but, have the budget, sure, but they also <laughs> they also have a lot of projects on their plate. They do. They are so, making a lot of games. Uh, hopefully, they they're not just like we'll just throw shit at the wall and see what happens. Um, what other games are there, are out there or coming? Yeah, we've got another. Uh, we've got a leak, which uh, due to some data mining of the PlayStation Network. Which uh, that is how we learned out learned that Palapon Two is coming, and also this uh, Final Fantasy demo. We don't learn, we don't know what the dates are or anything with that. Basically, a listing just pops up. You get a name and maybe a picture, and that's what we got with this. A game called Star Wars Maverick. Uh, people were able to data mine from the store, and all we basically know is a Star Wars game called Project Maverick. And in the picture, we see a Star Destroyer and three X-Wings heading towards that Star Destroyer. And it looks like they are over the planet of uh, Mustafar, uh, which we see in Revenge of the Sith, uh, just based on this images. Beyond that, we don't really know anything. And based on the fact that it just it had a store listing without ever being properly announced. You almost wonder if it's going to be like an apex legends type thing. Uh, like, okay. Like a stealth drop. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. EA was probably like, Hey, that worked so well last time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that is something that, that could be coming. And just based on this and, and the fact that we're just seeing X wings, maybe it's a starfighter type situation. Uh, uh like, like an X wing game. Yeah. That, I mean, that is a thing that people have been asking for for quite some time. There were some very good ones back in the day, and and uh, that that might be what we get. Uh, so that would be neat. I'd like that. Yeah. So keep your keep your eyes out for that, uh, Matt. There's a there's another CS Go, but not but in that line. It's it's a Valve game. It's, <laughs> sure. It's a Valve inspired. I don't know what I was going for, Matt. Tell me I, about it. I see what you were trying to say. I get it. Uh, there was a. So this isn't something we'd normally cover, but this game, uh, Black Mesa, launched this week on Steam, and it's notable because it's a fan-made, not Valve-made remake of Half-Life, the first game. Um, It was originally kicked off as a mod project back when Half-Life 2 dropped and Half-Life Source dropped. Um, which I think was uh, 2005. Uh, they started, I guess, working on it and originally targeted a release of 2009. Um, but it was a intended to be a full remake of the original Half-Life in the Source engine uh, because they weren't happy with the improvements of Half-Life Source to the original Half-Life. The team that worked on it ended up re- releasing it in early access or beta or something in 2015 um and they managed to get valve's blessing i guess would be the way or valve basically said hey you can release this commercially 
Yeah. And so this just this past week, they finally launched it uh, on Steam and are selling it. And so you can go buy this fan-made remake of the original Half-Life, which is it's pretty neat. And probably if I were to go, like, if I was like, let me go play Half-Life, that would probably be my preferred way to go play it would be with, you know, the latest release. Yeah. So I would I would probably pick that over trying to play the original at this point. Yeah. And so I might check it out. I don't know. It's, it's very cool. Like, I, I would say if anyone was willing to give them okay, the Valve would be the one, especially because they're, yeah. they're not really a game developing company so much anymore. So I mean, they, uh, what are they? They've released some stuff. <laughs> no, I mean they they're doing the VR the Yeah, ha- they have a new Half-Life game coming out in what, 2 weeks or so? Yeah, so I mean getting people yeah. excited about the Half-Life franchise benefits them. Yeah, that probably helped out. Um but yeah, so they but they're not like EA or anybody who's like, "No, you can't use our property." Um because yeah, they they're kind of more about selling and Obviously, they're making money off of you selling on the Steam store, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure they're they're fine. Yeah, yeah, fine with it to that extent. They did That's... none. Of, they did none of the work and made money off of it, <laughs> um, except so, all the original work. Oh yeah, sure, but they didn't do any additional work. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's a cool thing. Uh, I've got no cool transition other than, hey, uh, we got some more Xbox Series X uh, stuff to talk about. Oh. Um, the Microsoft revealed some more details. I'm going over this Polygon article. The Xbox Series X has a next-gen custom processor, uh, which will employ AMD Zen-, Zen 2 and RDN 2 architecture. Don't know what that means. It will provide 12 f- teraflops. Uh, which is twice uh, what uh, Microsoft promised with the Xbox One X. Um, I still don't know what a teraflop is, so you know. Yeah, that's a, it's something to do with the graphics. They're gonna be real good. It's bigger uh, than a gigaflop. They bigger uh, than a mega flop. <laughs> Spencer outlined the Series X's ver- veritable rate shading saying rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important elemental objects. Uh, This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the final image quality. That kind of sounds like uh, a thing that they'll do with like YouTube videos where to save on, on data they'll only change they'll only uh change the thing on screen that changes so okay. the quality quality of, of video will drop if there's a lot of things changing right um but if there's not then they can focus on those small things and save data okay and, and- yeah that's a good okay that that makes sense when i think about watching like streams of games and yeah. if it's an action packed game or there's a lot of like really vibrant colors or something the game might not look great on stream because it gets, you know, it's... Yeah, there's a lot of things changing, and thus they yeah. have to send more data to kind of keep up with that. Yeah. Um, they also promised hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing with true-to-life lighting, accurate reflections, and realistic acoustics. Uh, yeah, acoustics in real time. Um, do, yeah, so, ray tracing's here in yeah. a real-time environment so that's cool it's it's the hot thing i will say that i've been i played control with ray tracing 
and it like the game did their i guess fake ray tracing so well that it's almost like is it is it there like it's it's looks the same i like uh, it says it's happening but they're like fake ray tracing was so good that it's like okay but there's yeah. there's definitely games that that don't have anything that you can like like I've seen a uh Minecraft mod that in, mm-hmm. put in ray tracing as like oh actually that's very cool especially where you can do things like place colored blocks and see the light bounce off them onto yeah. a wall and see like oh the the light on the wall is changing colors. Yeah, there's a few uh things like they they're partnering with the HDMI forum to uh, provide auto low latency mode and variable refresh rate, uh, which is a thing. Um, basically, your your console is going to be talking to your TV to make sure everything. Right, so it'll up perform properly. like a monitor, like a instead of a TV, like a gaming monitor. Yeah, like like, like there there are video cards that will have uh, syncing capabilities that if they work, if your monitor supports it and your uh, graphic card supports it. They can talk to each other and basically make sure everything lines up perfectly. Um, there's a lot going on. I, I'm sure, like, we'll we'll see more about it. But honestly, it's one of those things of like, we tell us the price, tell us, yeah. tell us the games. All everything, all the information that's come out about either of the consoles is like still the the in the deep end kind of technical spec stuff. Yeah. Um, we just yeah just show me a fancy looking forza or whatever yeah spider-man if it's a sony thing and you know yeah show, show me something that makes it matter to me instead of just yeah. the, it, it could do this it could do all this stuff but one one thing uh that we're getting out of the xbox x that relates to the games is um their smart delivery uh service that they're doing which basically is kind of backwards compatible going forward where um games that you buy on xbox one you'll have available to you on the series x uh microsoft has said it will work with their first party titles and they're opening it up to third party titles uh and cyberpunk 2077 said they'd be part of it and the way this is basically going to work so you can buy the Xbox One version of Cyberpunk 2077, which obviously will be optimized for the Xbox One. Uh, but then the Xbox Series X comes out, but you only bought the Xbox One. They will give you the Xbox Series X copy. The, so it will have all the bells and whistles of the the higher console um, features. So you will, you will get the new version uh, because you... It's like pr- old version. Individual crossplay. Yeah. <laughs> um that is very cool. It definitely gives you reason of like not to wait. I don't need right. to, I don't I don't need to wait for the new console to come out to buy this game because I can buy it now and then I will have the better features on the new one. Um the only thing I'm curious about is does that go both ways? So if I bought it on you, the, oh, buy huh. it on the Series X, do you then give me an Xbox One copy? I would guess no, I think. I okay, so I would think based on this quote, I'm gonna say the answer is yes, because it says okay. this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing it on an Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. 
Okay. So, okay, yeah. That sounds guess... like that sounds like it will, but it's almost one of those things of like until I know it could go right. either way. I think in Microsoft's ecosystem, yes, yeah. right? That makes sense. You're buying a game either through, you know, your your Microsoft Xbox storefront. So, you you bought Halo. Now you have Halo no matter yeah. what platform you're trying to play it on. Who knows? Maybe that's like on tablet in the not so distant future yeah right this i think this definitely gives people with xboxes reason not to jump ship even if the the playstation 5 does some crazy cool shit comes comes out cheaper or come, like does some stuff like you know that you the games you've bought will be better on the new one and i think the right. same is technically they kind of suggested a similar thing for PlayStation that like you, it would play the old games, but we know it's so nebulous about what anything is happening with the PlayStation five. We haven't heard shit from them in so long that, that I think, I mean, it, I mean, it basically is backwards compatibility to some degree. Yeah. It's backwards compatible. Yeah. It's, it's series X backwards compatibility, but it's also like forwards compatibility because right. Like, like if I, if I stick in a Banjo-Kazooie game into an Xbox one, it's going to play exactly as it had on an OG Xbox. Nothing improves, but this one, I will get the improved version. They're going to if, have, yeah. Say they released Banjo 4K yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, you would then get that. Yes, because that that is the version for the new console. So it's it's kind of backwards compatibility forward, uh, which is yeah. which is definitely a cool feature and could definitely give reason to stick with that console. I don't think it's reason to jump ship because obviously this only yeah. benefits people who are already on that console. But I think a lot of these news stories this week kind of hit on the general direction of the the next you know i don't know the next block of what what's coming in in gaming yeah i mean we're we're kind of geforce now with like okay this is your library this is what you own microsoft now saying with the smart delivery okay you buy it once and you own the future versions that can be out of this yeah the same game so we're getting to that like universal game library area of like you know what games do you own and well i mean i think the reason they can do this is because you don't really own any of them right like you're you're getting a license and they're just they're just kind of saying ah yes that license transfers to the new game but also at any time we can take it all away it doesn't really mean anything yeah i think it's a lot harder to take it away though uh after you've given it yeah, I guess I guess the like the disc maybe doesn't work, but also I mean, really, they could update your Xbox and say that does, disc doesn't work. Right? Like, it's a thing of like, uh, like PT. Like, technically, they I have PT on my my PS4. They can't take that away from me. But also, if I'm I'm not getting that on PlayStation Five, that's like it's they there are ways that they can make it so a game doesn't like we see that happen on steam where like the games don't you can't you can still play them for the most part i think there's i don't think there's a time where you can't play a game but there's definitely times where you can't buy it anymore Mm -hmm. 
So there's there's weird situations, but yeah, it's all kind of just licenses and how how far are they going to allow you to extend that? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Microsoft again just on the consumer friendly. Well, yeah, I'm. They're just pushing forward with that that method. Yeah, when when you're when you're behind, you've got to find something to kind of yeah bring people in, um, and and we'll see how. PS uh, PlayStation responds to this because, like, sure they're ahead, but if they don't like keep up the pace, like actually pick up the pace, because obviously Xbox is gaining speed. They're they're in terms of of things they're trying. They definitely have eyes on them of like, oh, Game Pass is really cool. This is really cool. They're doing some great moves. Um, if PlayStation doesn't do things to lockstep with them to try and try and keep the features either on par or ahead people might go back go to xbox yeah um but one thing playstation does have that xbox not as much they have the series (laughs) they have the characters that people love they got the god of wars they got the ratchet and clanks and they got the last of us and Maybe something uh, will be bringing some more people into the PlayStation ecosystem because of a tangential thing, kind of like we saw with The Witcher. The Last of Us series in the works at HBO from Chernobyl creator Craig Marzin and Neil Druckmann, which the Neil Druckmann part I'm very excited about because there's so many issues with the Uncharted movie, and I think that's because (laughs) they don't have the people who made uncharted have a hand on the wheel is the series actually going to come out and is it going to come out before the uncharted movie uh, i think i i 100 think this series is kind of going to come out a hbo b neil Druckmann. like they've got i think they've got the people behind it they're they've got a pedigree of of people who i think can handle the project and i think there's kind of a clear vision we don't we also don't actually it says that it's going to be based on the last of us does that mean this is an adaption of the game or is this a series that takes place <laughs> in the world based on's real loose <laughs> that's like uh, that's just yeah we we went with the licensing and name of this yeah. property because it has a built-in fan base yeah it could literally be like Hey, here's some characters that are in a world with where the zombies are plant based. Yeah. Um I with Neil Druckmann at the the helm, I don't think that's gonna be the case. I think I would prefer that it's not a straight adaption. Like I don't want to see Ellie or Joel. I want it to be in the world. And I think I think how I the last they'd want yeah. I think I think definitely a straight adaption would maybe do better, but I would I th- I think it's going to like I think we'll have a better idea of what they plan to do after the last of two last of us 2 comes out. I Depending- bet HBO looks at this in the same lens that they look at like all right, we may we managed to take Game of Thrones and have a huge hit on our hands. Look at The Walking Dead. It's been running for 10 years and it's literally the number one drama on TV continuously let's let's take you know basically the walking dead or a zombie theme and try and run with that as long as we can sure i mean there's there's a lot of uh things i mean i 
I think I think this is The Witcher. While technically an adaption of the books and not the games, so mm-hmm. many people are playing the games and so many gamers are watching that I feel like we'll see something like that with this. Yeah. Uh, I but yeah, at the same time I kind of hope it's it's just tangentially related. I would I would like it to be like maybe maybe focused on the fireflies, like not not like we we maybe see the effects of the game, uh, like like something if it took place after the events of one, and so we 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 are like oh this is that because of the things that we did in the game. So mm-hmm. the the we have a context as people play the game, but but also, our our we're not. It's not going. Hey, this is this is a story told again because like that. I think by playing games, you have a more personal story that yeah. like this is this is the things I did. This is how things went for me, and having them go actually no, that's not what happened. That this is this is the true telling uh, isn't a great way to do it. Um, I yeah. I'm I'm somewhat interested uh in this. I don't know. I'm I never finished The Last of Us. What? I haven't I don't know. I haven't finished it. I started it. I played I don't know. I want to say halfway through, but I don't really know. Um but yeah. So uh if anybody wants to be a host of Ready Set Gamecast, <laughs> no. Um, I never finished watching the the first movie, right? Is that the way I should frame it? Because, you know, Sony games are just movies, or wow, Naughty Dog games no. are just movies. No, no. <laughs> um, but uh, this brings us to the part where we thank the patrons for helping make this show. Uh, if you're still here, if it's because it's been a while, I don't... I feel like Matt... Matt says the the episode should be longer or shorter. I do think they should be shorter. <laughs> but also, I feel like they've been the longest since you've been on them. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many news stories. Uh, but uh, this brings us to the part of the podcast where we say thank you to Aaron Z and Dragons Lucas for helping support the show. Uh, with your monetary compensation, we pay for things like the video chat service, the the hosting of the. Th- the website and the episodes that allows us to put it out and party balloons for when we reach uh episode 100 they'll dro- drop on everybody's head from everywhere so it's a lot it costs wow. a lot that's a lot of balloons we you remember how everybody's like Big we're promise. running we're running out of helium that's us that's we're doing that um so thank you uh aaron c and dragons lucas for supporting the show and if you want to be a supporter and help get balloons to all the people uh you can go to patreon.com slash last geek and for five dollars a month you can get a shout out in each and every episode of race at gamecast uh teddy's conversation corner where you can submit a question comment or concern i'm wrapping them they're together they're one thing now um, we can uh, submit a uh, question or comment by going to readysetgamecast.com slash submit uh, for us to read on the show. We have, uh, actually, I'm going to let Matt take this while I double check that there's no new questions. All right. Uh, this first one is a statement, not a question, from Chase. It says, famous Dave's pickles are the best. They're spicy and sweet. I don't know if those are carried near me, but I'll have to look for them. Yep. 
You, you, the man. The, what is your favorite pickles brand? You, you see, your your pickle connoisseur. What's the best one? Brand? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I get. Uh, I think they're called Clausen. Oh yeah, I think that's the standard. I regularly get those ones. Um, Spears. What's the uh, one with the bird? Yeah, isn't that Clausen? Oh, is that Clausen? Maybe that's not the one I get. What do you think will happen if I search bird pickles in Google? It might come up. The, what's another one? Mount Olive. I don't know. Those are all the ones that I generally like. Any of the any of the ones you can get at the store, um, like in a jar, probably not going to be as good as ones you can get other places. No, the the Vlasic 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 yep. uh, mascot is a stork. Yep. Okay, that's one. I don't get that. I get Clausen generally. And there's, I think there's kosher. I guess. Uh, there's yeah, kosher dill. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the uh, Matt. Matt's not picky about his brands. If they're no, I like a deli pickle. I think I said that last time. It's um, like a fresh deli pickle. Hey. Uh, what's 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 next on the? Uh, next question comes from Aaron C. If you could have any dog, what breed would it be, and what would you name it? Uh, I would. I know I'd name it Rascal. I know that much. Okay. As for breed, I, I mean, Cockapoo is is what I had when I was younger. They're pretty cool. <laughs> um, I don't know, like a, a you big poo. <laughs> yep, a bigger dog would be cool. But honestly, I don't know shit about dogs. Like there was there was a point where I was like, oh man, there was a scary dog. It was. It was brown. It was a brown dog, and it was <laughs> the 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 dog height. You know that kind of dog. And I don't know if it's like I don't know what the ethics are on crossbreeds. You know, because I feel like there's some something out there. There's some rules, but I think like a Sheba crossed with a Husky uh, would be nice. Dog dogs dogs do what dogs want to do. Yeah, but if you. I, I think it's more like the forcing them to do what. The... Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like it's more and there's like unhealthy breeds and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like there's, I feel like it's more like breeders want to keep their dogs pure than they do want to mix them. Hmm. I, I know zero I about know. dog breeding, <laughs> but I guess a husky Sheba, and name it Ferguson. Hmm. Okay. That, yeah. Uh, and the last question comes from Billy, not a goat. Instead of Billy the goat, I suppose. Uh, if you had to fart in a jar, what would you do with the jar afterwards? Uh, what are your thoughts, Bryce? Uh, I think I would like put it, put it in my closet, and open it in a year and see if it still <laughs> smelled like fart. <laughs> Then you'd know if you had a good jar or not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think like can a jar get out? Can a fart get out of just like the glass? Like, is it like a condensation type thing? Huh. I guess it depends how warm it was and how cool of an environment you're storing it in. <laughs> what would What would you do with your fart jar? Uh, I think I would put it on eBay and call it <laughs> Gamer Boy Fart Jar air and see how Gamer that did. air 
okay. That is our uh, Teddy's Conversation Corner. Um, Wonderful. Uh, if you have a conversation you would like us to corner, uh, go to race at gamecast.com slash submit. That was good. I like that. This brings us to housekeeping. We'll, uh, we sweep up all the remainder of the podcast, and we say go to lastgeek.com for links to the podcast on all your favorite podcast services, including iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, as well as the video version on youtube.com slash lastgeek. You should hit the subscribe button because every time that number goes up, it makes me happy. And every time it goes down, I die. I perish from this land every time I lose a subscriber. So actually, if you've you've already then he has to the, be reborn. If you hit if, if you've already hit the subscriber button, don't don't hit it again because that I die. Um, if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us grow and become more powerful. Mm. Uh, yep, iTunes. That was reviews. me flexing. That was the noise. Sorry. Also, <laughs> also, if you know anyone who likes video games or video game news or, or doesn't know about pickles, uh, tell them to listen to this podcast because word of mouth is the greatest form of learning about pickles. Uh, sure. other, other Last Geek stuff you should check out. Go to lastgeek.com uh, slash store to get awesome merch. Um, check out the newest episode of Game Mate Corp where we... I'm going what to, kind of game did you make? I'm going to youtube.com slash lastgeek. You don't know what kind of game you made? It was Who's Your Baby? Uh, <laughs> a game where you it's like, who's your daddy? But you have to figure out who your baby is. Is this a sequel or a prequel to another Game Mate Corp hit? Uh, I mean, maybe eventually. Oh. Um, I mean, we played we played the game Who's Your Daddy. Oh, that is some, a game. Yeah, it exists. <laughs> um, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, the the most recent Let's Play was Who's Your Daddy. We've got two Let's Plays recorded. Hopefully, those will be. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, what can happen is that the Patreon one for Nidhog will be up in. No, actually, what will probably be is is the Patreon will be Tricky Towers, and then publicly it'll mm. be Nidhog two at on April first. Is is what I'm hoping happens, but that'll come down to the editing. Uh, but this brings us to the end of the show, in which Matt tells us where people can find him. You can find me at Dilbert Pickled all one word on various platforms twitter twitch that's most of them um but i'm around dilbert pickled you can find me nice uh you can follow me on twitter at last geek you can follow me on instagram at last geek plays you can follow me at twitch.tv slash last geek plays i'm gonna try and stream occasionally and also uh the podcast will be streamed there on sundays we're times we'll figure out time at a later time when we figure out times um Beautiful. and then youtube.com slash last geek facebook.com slash last geek last geek last geek.com that's 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 it uh thank you for listening and we will see you again in two weeks goodbye Bye.